Only a house quiet as snow, a space for myself to go, clean as paper before the poem. Sandra Cisneros from A House of My Own. Danny Quintos is a Kentuckian and an Afrolachian poet. She holds an MFA from Indiana University. Her poems have appeared or are forthcoming in Pluck, Toe Good, Anthropoid, and Best New Poets 2015. Rumor has it she is knitting a cocoon from which she will emerge when her thesis is done. Welcome to The Poets Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. Danny, what poems have you brought for us? IU Auditorium, Fool's Day, for Nick Offerman, The Biggest Fool. One, it's tough for me to even speak up in a classroom sometimes, so it felt impossible in an auditorium of thousands, up high in a balcony, little voice surrounded by laughing undergrads, and the man so far away I couldn't even tell he didn't have a mustache anymore. I tried to imagine if he'd said a different slur in the joke, if more folks would have noticed, and what would I have shouted anyway. None of it would have carried to the stage. I'd be asked to leave or shut up and keep being erased. Two, he almost canceled his show, that law that made it okay to turn away people in love who wanted a wedding cake, a place to drink coffee, a nice quiet dinner. His foot down, he said, I'll give the proceeds to the human rights campaign. Everyone was ready for him to speak out against it. Soapbox under his feet. He talked about love and equality. Then, so casually, he made a joke about laziness. Video games all day on a couch, shooting gooks. As if the word were the right epithet for the slant-eyed caricatures hidden in trees. Enemy, ready to be slain. The audience laughed right on cue trying the word in their own mouths, thinking about the hundreds of Chinese international students on campus. The man who spoke of equality told them it was okay. Three. And then the audience, that was at least part Asian, kept on living in a place where people laughed at that joke. Four. I can't even watch a show I used to love, Without cringing at everything, that mustachioed character mutters, everything colored by his microphone slur. Somewhere in Tennessee, where all the mountains chain smoke fog and bears climb trees in posters but are rarely seen in real trees, it was the gas station that convinced me, the subtle ways I was unwelcome, even just to deposit my pee in their grimy toilet how the two women didn't see me and only spoke to my nice white husband and the nice white lady buying Trident and Dasani. Okay, okay, this seems like a little, but then the story one told the other, about a little Chinese man who asked her to heat up his food and how she wanted to say no, but decided to just do it because he wouldn't understand what she was saying anyway. They both had a good laugh at that. And it felt like she told the story because she saw me and because she wanted me to know she didn't want to. Dad. Ramirez was on the loose, first name Angel, and the news made him a monster. A cop in my driveway asking Dad if he'd seen this man, but maybe switching his glance back and forth from the photo to make sure my brown dad with long hair wasn't him. Before we knew about this train-hopping killer, Dad bought us a tent with two rooms and set it up in the backyard. Shelly and I cracked Sprite cans open, and Dad washed dark red cherries and put them in the tent for us to eat. 
We even slept outside in it, our flashlights making hand shadows into geese, and Dad, watching from the yellow-lit kitchen window while the train's howl lulled us asleep. Python. She tells me people used to go missing in their village, grown men after nights of drinking sweet whiskey and yellow beers, the beginning of a morality tale, but also a woman running a laundry errand, a child who always knew to come home for dinner. Dogs and cats disappeared too, but they're not prized in the same way. No names. Teeds hang like udders, eat food scraps to survive. She doesn't know how they found its home, but some men started digging. Maybe somebody's foot got caught in a pomelo-sized hole, or someone saw the slither of a tail descending into dirt and asked, what was that? Maybe a shoe, empty of its foot, pointed the way like breadcrumbs. Next to the neighbor's house, next to a path running alongside the creek. They beheaded it with shovels, unraveled a snake so big it ran the length of a house. It could wrap around a jeepney. It could eat the whole village. You've been listening to poems by Danny Quintos on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey.